Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season two. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season two, episode eight, P3H2O. It originally aired on December 9th, 1999 and had 6.35 million viewers. So we open up and we see that we're at a place called Camp Skylark. Um, There's like a lake and it's like a campground or whatever. And then we see Prue is standing by Piper's car and she's staring out at a dock and she's crying. Then we hear this police siren kind of sound effect. And then we cut into a black and white flashback where we see a crime scene unit and cops all over the dock. They're saying that it was the third drowning that year. And we're in like Prue's point of view and the cops are saying to get her away from there. Then we see um, Patty, their mom's body is getting zipped up into the body bag. And a cop runs over and asks if she's Prue. And then we see young Prue from last season, the same young actress standing there. And the cop picks her up and carries her away as she's calling out for her mom. And then we see like the body is up on the stretcher and it's being wheeled over to the ambulance. Then we cut back to present day where Prue's phone rings from inside the car and she gets it. It's Piper who's at the manor and she asks Prue if she's still on the road. She lies and says that traffic is insane. Then Piper says that someone called from Buckland's and she wanted to call to make sure that Prue and her car were okay. And then the phone beeps and Piper says it's probably Dan calling and, you know, Prue teases her a little bit about that because they live right next door to each other and then the two of them get off the phone. Then Prue looks over at the dock again and she starts walking towards it. She takes one step onto it and then she looks over and sees a guy in the lake on a canoe and there's something in the water that's moving towards him and then the canoe gets turned over and he's screaming for help. Prue runs off the dock and she goes onto the beach running towards him and then this man runs to stop her and he says no it's too late it's already taken him and she tells him to call 911 and stares at the canoe. So what a fucking introduction. I mean starting off strong with her mom dying in front of her. I gotta say I love that they are being consistent with the actors from like the childhood. I feel like that doesn't always happen but obviously this is a very hard experience for Prue you know like she's standing at this dot crying just constantly remembering of her mom being dead in front of her which is like awful but I will say throughout the episode the way they kind of get into the story and show it like Prue was never there what do you mean like later in the episode when they're talking about how kind of things went down that day Prue wasn't there yeah I think I think from the way I'm interpreting it is it wasn't until after the cop showed up that Prue ran down to go see her mom from where 
because I guess she was at she, like, camp. at the camp. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, also, Grams was there that. too. I don't know. I don't really know exactly how it went down. No, Grams like called or something. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. Did just the like cop a little say like, "Oh, me. like your grandma sent me to like come get you." Oh yeah. And yeah, was like with Piper, cool. I guess. I don't know. Gotcha. I guess that makes sense. I was just like a little like confused about it, you know? Yeah. Also, they were not doing enough to get that little girl away from the crime scene. Like it's their fault. She's traumatized and I'm going to blame those cops. I know. Like they were like, oh, get her out of here and didn't do a goddamn thing. She was standing <laughs> there like, watching oh, someone get that little down. kid out of here, but none of them make a move. I know. <laughs> Evil. Oh my god. There's just this yeah, like but... seven year old child about to see her mom's dead body. No big deal. I know. It's so awful. <sighs> and then I like that we got that whole flashback and now we see it happen right in front of us, like right in front of her when she tries to go on. She sees this guy drown. Also, who is this random guy who just runs out and, you know, stops Prue from going over to save the drowning guy? Like, I am so excited to get into this, figure out me too who he is. Anything else to add there? Um, just that I'm interested in the idea that Prue comes up to this camp, and I think we could talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's a really interesting concept, kind of going back to this place where you have some type of traumatic memory, and instead of avoiding it, she like goes up there. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I agree. All right. So then we go on to the theme and then we go back to the manor and Piper is on the phone all smiley walking down the stairs and she goes into the kitchen and sits next to Phoebe and starts pouring cereal. And then we see on the other line at Dan's house, he's also eating cereal and Phoebe's like, you guys are killing me with cuteness over here. And Piper says, don't you have somewhere to be somewhere very far away? And Phoebe picks up the paper and scoots closer to Piper and puts her arm around her. (laughs) And then Dan asks if they can have breakfast together for real tomorrow. And then Prue walks in and Phoebe asks what she's doing home. And then Piper says that she'll call Dan back. And Prue's like, okay, I saw something or someone drown. And it was anything but natural. And Piper says, on the freeway? she's like no up at the lake phoebe asks if it's the lake the lake where their mom was killed prue's like i just go there to think sometimes and she starts leaving and they kind of follow her and phoebe's like you never told us that she's like because i didn't want to make a big deal out of it anyways this isn't about mom i saw someone get pulled under i tried to help him but this man stopped me and said it's already taken him Um, and now they're headed upstairs and piper asks prue if he knows what happened and if she thinks he knows what happened and they go into Prue's room, she says she needs to drop off stuff at work and then head back to the lake. And Phoebe says, wait, Prue, aren't you kind of missing the point? How could you think that whatever you saw didn't have something to do with how mom died? And Prue's like, look, we need to stop worrying about the past and start dealing with the present, the reopening camp. And Phoebe says, I thought they closed it the summer that mom, and she's like, exactly. And no one has been allowed at the lake since, and there's something in it killing. And the last thing we need is a lake full of kids. 
And then Phoebe asks how they find the guy that stopped her. And Piper brings up the woman who used to run the camp, Miss Johnson. And Prue says that she's still up there in some cabin. And Phoebe says, so I guess you go up there to think a lot. Prue says that she'll meet them at the lake and leaves. And then Phoebe's like, so you really think that what she saw has, the thing she saw has nothing to do with how mom died? Piper's like, nope, you. She's like, not a chance. So I kind of like the way they have Prue's reaction to this, like very much the, you know, the other sisters are trying to get to the bottom of this, thinking it has something to do with mom, like really trying to talk about it. Prue, on the other hand, is in a place like where she just, she can't talk about it. She keeps it to herself. She's not ready to like explain how she feels about the situation and she doesn't want to make any connection. Like the whole time she's kind of trying to avoid the subject. Yeah. And I think it's kind of going back to what we saw last episode where like Prue isn't really comfortable talking about her feelings when it comes to either of her parents. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of seeing this continue in this story with her mom makes sense to me. I think, you know, kind of her closed off feelings about her mom's death feel consistent to me. And I'm interested to see how after this episode that may or may not start to change. Right. I agree. Definitely. It it does fit her character too. You know, like this is like a common theme with her, especially with, with her parents, but even, you know, with Andy, it had happened mm-hmm. and kind of just in general, she seems to be the more closed off one than the other two. Yeah, definitely. And I like, you know, I always love the little moments where they have their conversation between the three of them. And then we have the other two have some type of side comment at the end. It's always funny and very sisterly to me. Yeah, agreed. So after that, we're at Buckland's and Prue walks into her office. And for some reason, she's like wearing sunglasses. And she's also like the outfit she's wearing. I'm confused about why she was wearing that to work. But whatever. What was it again? It was like that red, like tank top that's like a halter top with like oh yeah like it wasn't very professional yeah she seems to do that a lot doesn't she but I feel like in season one we didn't see it I feel like this is kind of the beginning of Prue dressing like that at work yeah she she dresses a lot more provocatively this season whereas in season one she was very like put together like uh professionally dressed Yeah, and it's not so much because, like, I mean, I'll have something to say about the comments that Jack makes, but, like, I think it's not so much that it's provocative to me, it's that it's very casual, and I feel like Prue is very professional, so it's weird to me that she's dressing casually to go to work. Yeah, I agree, especially at a place like that, where it is a professional like you know what I mean you don't and she's usually like meeting with clients like stuff like that it's not like she's like work from home or something yeah (laughs) but anyway so Prue walks in and Jack is sitting at her desk and she's like what are you doing here he says he's pondering the possibilities she's like of and he says redecoration where's the flair in this place the panache the Prue And she's like, well, I don't really think that's any of your business, Jack. Now, if you don't mind, I have a lot of work to do. So perhaps you could go annoy somebody down the hall. And he says, actually, already did. Signed the dotted line. They sent me to my office. And he tells her that he's going to be temporarily sharing her office until his is ready. And then he says, you said we can't date and work together. So since you won't date me, one out of the two will have to do. And uh, this felt a little stalkery to me. I didn't like it. But he's wearing shorts with his suit top and she's like, and you consider that proper work attire? 
And he says, hey, if you can get away with wearing that, I can certainly get away with wearing this. No wonder nobody gets any work done around here. You look wow. And I'm literally throwing up. And she says, flattery will get you nowhere. Was that flattering? I thought it was disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was that was awful. And he says, well, it got me this job. And she says that she needs to handle some personal stuff and he shouldn't touch anything until she gets back. He says he'll make himself comfy and then he falls back out of his chair onto the floor and she leaves and makes fun of him. And he's like, I meant to do that. (laughs) So here, the impression from Jack, not quite what I was hoping to see for a character. You know, like I, I still feel like he's trying to put on some sort of show and kind of act like that nonchalant, like douchebag character. It almost seems like he wants to be like that, but it didn't come off like in a cute, fun way. It came off very like gross and creepy to me. Yes. (laughs) And like, he's making it seem like she's like dressed like a stripper. Like she's wearing a tank top and jeans. It's not really like like is like it professional no but is it like inappropriate no yeah <laughs> i mean although i will say her commenting on his work actually come to think of it she wasn't there for work she was there to drop stuff off and head back to the lake so i guess it does make sense why she's dressed like that yeah that's true cuz that's what she said in the last scene Although we will see in the future her kind of dress more casual at work generally. But I guess today, like she, yeah, I mean, she said she was just coming there to drop something off. She can wear whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. And it also seems like she had like a phone meeting, not like a real meeting plan. So maybe she wasn't planning on like seeing clients or anything that day. So she dressed more casually. Exactly. But also, like, his outfit is worse. I'm sorry. There's a difference between dressing casually and wearing a full suit top and shorts. That's just weird. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. Like, it, it, it just looks wrong. Yeah. But also, imagine you told somebody, oh, we can't date because we kind of work together so that he literally gets a job at your office. Stalker. Mad weird. Super. You said we can't date and work together, so we'll just have to work right next to each other instead. Like... I mean, sometimes if you do things like that in a certain way, it's kind of like, oh, that's cute. Like you're, you know, you're just trying to get with me. And then, <laughs> but this was just, it, it didn't come off that way. Yeah. This came off super weird. Yeah, I'll say right now, not feeling Jack. Yeah. Me neither. We'll see how things, how things go. So after this, we go back to Camp Skylark and... Piper and Phoebe are in Mrs. Johnson's cabin and she said Miss Johnson's like I'm finding it hard to believe enough time's gone by for you to have grown up so much and then she hands Piper cookies and Phoebe is looking at pictures of them when they were little on the shelf and then Phoebe sits down with Piper and says that it isn't fair that she never got to go to camp with them and Piper says um we heard you were thinking about opening up the camp again Miss Johnson's like Oh, was. I thought it was over. And then today, another drowning. I mean, I can't ask the campers to go swimming in the lake when. And then Piper asks about the man that Prue was talking about, says that he was older, a bit off, and if she may know who he is. 
And Miss Johnson's like, oh, Sam, only one it could be. The man's not wired together properly. He showed up when the drowning started and then just stayed here. No friends, no life of his own. You know, somebody like that, you have to wonder what he's capable of. And then the sisters kind of look at each other all suspicious like yeah so going into this episode obviously I knew who Sam was I knew what was coming but I wonder what first time viewers were thinking because I feel like the episode is trying to drop hints that ooh, maybe he's associated with the demon maybe he's a bad guy so I wonder if people watching the episode for the first time felt that way or if they automatically got like the idea that there was more to his story than that yeah I feel like they do a good job at like hinting of both because yeah, he's suspicious, weird, kind of out of nowhere and hidden there. But at the same time, like, he did come up to Prue and try to, like, be like, no, you don't understand. And you could see the emotion in his face, like, when he stopped her from going to the drowning. Like, you can almost get the sense that there may be something more than they're letting on. Yeah, you know, definitely. So I wonder, I wonder if, like, first-time viewers pick up on that. Because, like you said, I mean, we already knew who this guy was. So then we're outside, still at the camp, and Piper's Jeep pulls up and Prue gets out. For some reason, she's now wearing a white shirt, so I guess she stopped and changed on her way to the lake. (laughs) Mrs. Johnson and the girls get out and walk over to her, and they hug. And Mrs. Johnson says to Prue, you look more and more like your mother every day. And Prue says, actually, it's Piper that resembles her most. And everyone just, like, gives these weird looks after Prue says that. (laughs) And Phoebe's like... People see a little bit of her in each of us, I think. And she says she'd like to see them again. It's always nice to see her campers, you know, things like that. And then Mrs. Johnson goes back up to the cabin. Then something is moving in the water, but no one notices it. It's just like we see it on the camera. Then Piper tells Prue that Mrs. Johnson isn't opening the camp. So that means it's just between us and whatever's hiding in that lake. Any word on the crazy guy? And Phoebe says his name is Sam and points to his cabin. That's when Prue's phone starts ringing. It's Jack. And he says, how's my favorite auctionette? And she says, fine. How's my favorite auction ass? And he says he's going to take her lunch with Mr. Fujimoto. And she kind of like is like, no, no, like he's very particular. But he says he'll take great care of her client and hangs up on her. And then Prue says, I just cannot figure out what this guy's deal is. And Piper says, that's funny. We were just going to ask you the same thing. And Phoebe says that every time someone compares her to mom, she flinches. It's a compliment, not a curse. And Prue says, is it? Because every single day, I feel like I'm becoming more and more like her. And every day, it terrifies me. I mean, don't you guys see it? Look at what happened to her and then look at what's happening to me. No successful relationship with guys. Being responsible for a family. And now because of this being charmed thing, the very real possibility of dying young, it's like history is repeating itself. Piper starts to say it's coincidence, but then Prue says, I thought we'd figure out nothing is a coincidence in our lives. Like me being here when that thing attacked, it's like I was meant to be here. And Piper says, well, you're not exactly meant to be here when you're here every week. And she just wants to see what Sam knows about the demon and vanquish it. So they keep walking. And then as they're walking past, we notice that Sam is hiding in the bushes. So I see where Prue, what Prue's saying and why she kind of like automatically makes those connections with her mom. And it kind of pushes her away a little more and freaks her out. But honestly, I really feel like Piper is the one 
that's the most similar to their mom. Like, I really do. <laughs> I do too. Obviously, you know, as we find out more about Patty and Sam's history, we'll get that connection even more. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Piper and her mom share the same power, right? Mm-hmm. They share a similar love story. Like, there's a lot more of that connection there that I see as well. Agreed. Though, I mean, when it comes to Prue, because they don't know about the Sam love story right now, right? They know about the Victor love story, which she might feel relates to her and Andy's love story. Oh, oh, yeah, that's true. I guess I was seeing it as like, because I know Dan's story, but I mean, Andy, it does kind of add up too. Yeah, right? Definitely makes sense why she feels that way. I mean, I feel like you could see that a little bit in all of them. If you dig hard enough for a connection too which of course they're going to because that's their mother and they kind of can't help themselves. Like in moments like that, you can't help yourself from like thinking about. Yeah. Comparing, I guess. But I mean, I can't wait to see how Prue kind of deals with things throughout this episode and shows more of her emotion and how she feels about everything. I feel like that's the most we've ever gotten to her, like opening up about their mom, you know? Yeah, and another thing I'm noticing about Prue is she does keep her feelings locked inside and then have this tendency to let them explode out at times. Like, we saw it when she opened up about Andy. We see it now when she's opening up about their mom. Mm -hmm. And I like that consistency that the writers are keeping for her. Yeah, it's just, it's the way she handles things. It's it's her personality. It's just kind of how things are for her. Like, she's got this, they show this, really strong confident exterior but inside like she's got a lot of damage you know like there's a lot a lot of pain there you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's cool that they have that kind of come out like it probably would in real life you know it's realistic and consistent for her character I think they do a really good job at that yeah so now we're outside by the welcome sign to the camp And Miss Johnson is there taking down the banner that says, welcome campers. And then she hears the canoe banging against the dock and goes over to it. And then she bends down to grab the rope and the water starts bubbling. So she gets up and then the demon jumps out and pulls her into the water and she screams and the welcome camper sign is just floating in the water while she's gone under there. Yep. RIP Mrs. Johnson. (laughs) I know. So then we go up to Sam's cabin and Phoebe opens the door and calls his name, but they get no response. Prue and Piper follow her in. They realize he's not there. Prue notices a picture of their mom is on his table. And then Piper and Phoebe look at it too. And underneath the photo, they notice a bunch of newspaper articles about all the drownings that have ever happened at the lake. Then Piper is over by like the other wall. And she notices a certificate hanging up that says New York Teacher of the Year, Sam Wilder from 1872. And Phoebe says, okay, so this guy is either 127 years old or, and Piper says, a demon. And Prue says, named Sam? A demon named Sam? I mean, can it just be his grandfather's certificate? After all, he did save me. And then Piper finds letters in a drawer, and at the bottom we notice that they say, love, Patty. That's when Leo orbs in behind her. Hey, my boy is back. Oh my god. (laughs) And she's like, what are you doing here? And he says, come on, we gotta get out of here. Sam could be back any minute. And Prue's like, wait, you know Sam? 
we're not going anywhere until you tell us what you know. Who is Sam? And Leo says that Sam was their mom's white lighter, and they all look at him. Dun, dun, dun. Unbelievable. I mean, too much happening right now, okay? Leo's back. We find out Sam is their mom's white lighter, dealing with their mom's demon, her killer. I mean, I'm so happy. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is really well put together so far. I'm loving this development. It's really interesting to learn more about white lighter history. Because I I was wondering, you know, like, does one white lighter cover the whole family? Like, does every witch have a different white lighter? Like, how does this work? And I'm excited that we're learning a little bit more about different white lighters existing here. Yeah. And I, I wonder how consistent this stays, too. And I also like the consistency of how they have this idea that, like, in their real life, like, before they became white lighters, they were people who, like, already cared for and took care of people. So, you know, for here, we're finding out that Sam was this amazing teacher, right? Mm -hmm. Leo was this army medic. Like, we're getting these ideas of his human life as well as his white lighter life here, which is interesting. I'm glad they throw in the little history part of it. And I'm so happy that Leo's here. I'm it's just going to all tie together so well, They this episode. Also, I can't wait to find out about these letters that, that they found. Yes. Which I'm I so didn't excited. remember her seeing those. I, I kind of forgot about the letters happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. So now we are outside of Sam's cabin and they're all walking together. And Piper asks, so Sam was mom's white lighter? And Leah says, emphasis on was, when your mom died, Sam clipped his wings. He's mortal now. He lost their mom to the same demon that they're fighting right now. And Piper says, and you knew this whole time he's been living up here? And Leah says, I couldn't tell you. And what would it change? It would only distract you, maybe even gotten you killed. And he says, you know, you guys were going to have to face this thing sooner or later. I'm here to make sure that you do it with a clear head. Emotions will get the best of you if you let them. And Piper says, well, can you really blame us? And Phoebe says, Leo, he let our mother die. And Prue says, Leo's right. This isn't about mom, and it's not about Sam for that matter. It's about a demon who's waiting till tomorrow for brunch to be served. Piper says, Miss J's not opening the camp. And Prue says, that doesn't end it. It just stalls it. Leo then tells them that they need to get to the book and learn what they can about the demon. And Phoebe says, hmm, said like an unfeeling professional. This is personal for us, Leo. And Piper says, Leo doesn't do personal anymore. He just does his job. And then him and Piper look at each other. And he says, now that I've done it, I guess there's no other reason for me to hang around. And he orbs out. And Phoebe says, okay, he's gone. Now you can explain. And Prue says, explain what? And she's like, why you're acting like all of this doesn't phase you, Prue? We're talking about how our mother was killed. And then that's when they hear Miss Johnson yelling for help. So they all start running towards the dock and she's in the water drowning. And Prue stands at the end of the dock frozen while Piper and Phoebe are like running down reaching for Miss Johnson. And then Sam runs up and tells them the demon took her over and tells them to get off the dock. And then the water starts popping up around them and they all run back off the dock. And Sam says... Why didn't you listen to me? I told you to stay away from the lake. It only kills in the water. Why didn't you listen to me? Nobody ever listens. And Prue says, we know who you are. And Sam said, you shouldn't listen to people in town. They'll just tell you I'm crazy, but I'm not. 
Piper says, we know you worked with our mother. And Phoebe says, and you lost her. Sam says, I knew you'd come. I knew it. And then when I saw you, it's in your eyes, your mother. And Phoebe says, you have no right talking about her. You lost that right when you lost her. And she starts walking away. And then she's like, why are we dealing with him? And Piper says, because we need to know what he knows. Sam, you have to tell us about the demon. And he says, no, no, you can't fight this thing. It's made of water, but it thinks. You never know where it's going to be, who it's going to be. Sometimes it takes over its victims' bodies to lure you to the water. Sometimes it doesn't. Leave now, please. Forget you ever came here. Forget you ever knew. And Prue says they can't just walk away when it's killing. And he tells them they're not strong or well-versed enough in their powers to fight it. And then he looks at Piper and says, I know you have the same power as your mother, the power to freeze. And you know what happened to her when she tried to use it. Then he looks at Prue and says, and I know you'll let your emotions get in the way. You'll lose focus and you'll lose your life. That's what I know. And then Prue tells him they're not leaving. And he says, strong, willful, just like Patty. Prue says, I'm nothing like my mother. And she says they'll beat it. She tells him to get on board or get the hell out of the way. And he tells them they're going to need his help. He goes into his pocket and then blows this dust at them and says, you're going to go home and you're going to go directly to bed. And then when you wake up tomorrow, you will not remember coming to the lake or discovering the demon or meeting me. He says he can't let it happen again. And they all look tired and confused like this powder kind of did something to them. Yeah. So to go back up to the top, um, the way that Piper is treating Leo here, again, I feel like we keep going back to these same things with them. Like, it seems like at the end of each of their episodes this season, they solve their issues. And then the second they see each other again, they go right back to where they were. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the exact same thing. I, I don't like the way she always brings up the, oh, like, he doesn't do personal. It's just business, blah, blah, blah. And then the attitude that she always gives him. I mean, I get it because she's hurt about the whole thing, but she and Leo both know the place that they're in, you know, like they're pretty much on the same page at this point. So for her to still kind of act like this is like a little unnecessary, I feel like. Yeah. And that's why I like that he kind of gave it back to her in that moment, because usually he doesn't. Usually he just kind of accepts the way that she's kind of like beating on him over and over again. And this time he was like, well, since my work's done, bye. Yeah, like, fine. That's how you want to be. (laughs) And I feel like here they could kind of see what's happening with Sam. The way that this is hitting him so hard, the whole Patty thing, the way that he stayed after she died and is kind of working really hard to make sure the same thing doesn't happen to her kids. You kind of, I can kind of see where it's heading and I'm surprised they didn't really realize it sooner. Yeah. And I will like, say, like, I really like Sam a lot. Like, Me too. If he wasn't a super old guy, I might have a crush on him. <laughs> I know. He looks like he used to be cute. <laughs> yeah. You know, I... He's a little old for me, but I, I kind of like him. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I love Sam. I, I really do. And I kind of get where they're coming from here. But at the same time, they don't really know what happened. Like, so just immediately accuse him, like, you let her die, you lost our mother, this is your fault. Like, guys, calm down. Like, <laughs> It does. It you, feels you weren't pretty there. unfair. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not even giving him a chance. You don't even know what happened. Just because, like, like, what if something, what if you guys got killed 
you know or what if one of them got killed and the rest were like fuck you leo why weren't you there (laughs) (laughs) this is your fault leo you should you're you're our white lighter you should have done something yeah like i feel like it's a little bit unfair to just kind of throw that on him yeah and then in that case like couldn't they do the same thing to prove about andy like oh it's your fault that andy died you know what i mean like it's not things happen they're fighting evil like people are gonna get lost and you could Mm -hmm. tell that this has affected sam i mean he literally gave up being a white lighter because of what happened right exactly he never left the lake because he wanted to keep it from happening to anyone else like it's very clear that he cares and he like he did care and he still cares yeah exactly i don't know why they're kind of going at him like this right now I feel like but honestly I get that they do need someone to blame. So I get where that's coming from. Right. But it's like I mean, blame I, the demon. It's the demon's fault. Yeah. I can see I can see where the anger is from and the emotion, but they're they've even said it too, like, oh, he lost her. He lost her. Like, yeah, he lost her too. Like mm-hmm. it's not it, it's not that easy. And it's weird because Prue seems to be the one the most rational about the whole Sam thing so far. Yeah. You know, being like, well, you never know. He saved me. And then being like, Leo's right. It's blah, blah, blah. Although, you know, she still got it. it, I guess that has more to do with her kind of blocking everything out. But (laughs) yeah, because I think, you know, Prue's trying to be very rational, but we're seeing like we saw it in that moment where, you know, Prue, uh, Piper and Phoebe were both able to run onto the dock. Prue was frozen there, like, right? She couldn't actually Mm -hmm. act. And we saw the same thing when they had to face that demon right after Andy died. Um, So there is this part where when Prue doesn't confront her emotions, she freezes. Um, So I like, again, another consistent thing for her character. And I like the way Sam noticed that too, because he calls her out for that. He says, your emotions are going to get in the way of this. And he's right. Mm -hmm. Until she deals with her emotion she's not going to be able to face this demon right though i don't love the idea of men underestimating women which is also what's happening there when he's like you guys aren't versed enough in your powers but like i get why he's saying it i know that he's afraid that the same thing will happen to them that happened to their mother who obviously was a much more experienced witch right knowing that they're not as they haven't been doing it as long as she has i mean patty was a witch her entire life yes and they just recently came into their powers again so i can see why he would think those things too Mm -hmm. so then we're back at the manor and it is the next morning and prue and piper are standing outside of the bathroom door prue says i fell asleep woke up and suddenly it's thursday and then phoebe comes out of the bathroom she has a cloth against her head and she says she doesn't feel so good piper is itching her arms they're like very red And Phoebe says it looks like when Prue got poison ivy. And Piper's like, but Prue got poison ivy at camp. And that's when the bell rings and Piper goes to go get it. Then we go downstairs and Dan is at the door with breakfast. And Piper is kind of confused. And he notices she doesn't remember. But then he notices her arm and says, oh, you're contagious. He asks if there's anything she can do. That's when Leo orbs in next to the door and she says yeah you could hold that thought and she freezes him and closes the door leo's like what are you doing here and she's like what are you doing here i live here what are you checking up on me and dan i thought we talked about this and he says it has nothing to do with him why aren't you up at the lake that's when prue and phoebe come over and phoebe's like what lake and 
Leo's like, look, nobody shut down the camp. So the kids are on their way there now. And the girls all look confused. And he says, he did it, didn't he? And Phoebe says, who did what? Who is he? And he says, Sam used a powder, sort of like a supernatural Mickey, must have gotten it from, and Prue says, mom. And Leo says, good, it's fading. And he tells them to concentrate that it's like remembering a dream. And Piper asks why he would do that to them. And Leo says to keep history from repeating itself. Then Piper realizes that Dan is still frozen and tells them all to go. So she opens the door and unfreezes him and she tells him she's not feeling well and she has family stuff to deal with. He says that he understands and she says, I'd kiss you, but, and he says, you're contagious. And they say they'll see each other tomorrow. Leo rolls his eyes behind the door (laughs) and then Dan's like, I'm just glad you can tell me things. And she says, well, I feel like I can tell you anything. And he leaves, she closes the door and Leo says, except that there's, or she says, except that there's a demon. And Leo says, and that you're a witch. And then he starts to apologize and she says that it was the truth. And they're going to go to camp and Piper is going to go to bed because she's contagious and they want her to look in the book about the demon. So this whole interaction between Dan, Leo, and Piper, like I love when they put those scenes in there with the trio and like Leo's little jealousy that he kind of he can't help but say but he's still like I'm sorry like I shouldn't have said that and whatever it's very sweet like I the thing that sucks is that Leo is just as good a guy as Dan Mm -hmm. he's also like the perfect guy just like Dan is the only difference is that Leo has this job to do so he can't be around as much as he'd like to and it doesn't work as easily you know yeah which makes Dan the easier option. But at the same time, Leo also understands Piper and her life and understands that they both have their jobs to do, you know? So it's kind of like, they're kind of even, I feel like, you know, like it's hard to gauge which one's better, but I feel like you could see the connection more with Leo because they are on the same page. They have the same job, the same life. I mean, not exactly the same job, but they get that part of each other's lives like no one else can. I want to ask this question again when we get to the end of the episode, but I'll I'll raise it here and we can answer it at the end. Who does the show want us to want Piper to be with? I want us to be thinking about that as we keep watching the episode, because that's something I was thinking as I was watching. And we can kind of get there after we see their final scene together in this episode and answer that. The other thing I want to bring up from this scene is when they're talking about the powder, now, isn't the powder a white lighter thing? Because we've seen Leo use something similar in different, in, I think it was in the devil's music this earlier Mm -hmm. this season. Yeah. So why do they have to make it like something that their mom gave him? Couldn't have just been something he saved from when he was a white lighter. That felt a little inconsistent to me in the writing. I agree. I don't know why they had to throw that in there like he must have gotten it from mom, you know, because that's definitely a white lighter thing. And I wonder how consistent that's going to be like. I mean, this isn't the last time in the show that they're going to use powder. And is it going to be a witch thing or is it going to be a white lighter thing? You know, like, yeah, that was weird to me, too, when I heard that. So. Now we are back at Camp Skylark and we see a bus pull up and kids getting out and then we see kind of from the demon's perspective in the water that he's watching them. 
And then also at Camp Scarlock, then Prue's car pulls up and her and Phoebe get out. And Prue has a plan to use Sam's powder on the kids to make them forget that they want to go into the water. Then Phoebe goes to keep the kids out of the water while Prue goes to find Sam and deal with him. So now we are at Sam's cabin and Prue goes in and we see Sam sharpening an axe (laughs) for some reason. And he says, I knew I should have given you a stronger dose. And she says, not only did you put my sisters and me in danger, but you risked innocent lives. How could you do that? And he said, I did what I had to do to protect you and your sisters. She says, not that, this, all these years. How could you just sit here and watch them die? People that you were meant to protect. And he says, well, in case you didn't get the memo, I'm not one of the good guys anymore. She's like, part of you is. Part of you always will be. And he said, I've done nothing but make your life difficult. What makes you so sure? She says, because you saved me. And then he looks away and she's like, you still have white lighter instincts, Sam. You may have clipped your wings, but this still gets you. It matters. What ma- and then he says, what matters most was taken from me 20 years ago. And then he turns away from her. And she says, then we have something in common. And he's like, you think I choose? I chose to stay here to watch? That I get my kicks this way? I've been waiting for you. She's like, why? He says, I knew you'd come. And I had to be here to stop you, to save you. And she's like, because you couldn't save mom. And she tells him she needs the powder and to know her mom's plan for the demon. And then he grabs the powder from a drawer and, like, finally decides to help. So I will say, one thing I wasn't expecting in this episode that kept happening for me as I was watching, every time there was, like, a Sam and Prue scene, like, I was getting a little emotional. Like, the way they were interacting Mm -hmm. with each other was really strong. And there was a lot of chemistry between them as actors that was making it really emotional for me. Yeah, they they played the emotions very well and they did it really well together interacting with each other so i i definitely felt that emotion as well as while watching this and i like the way like you know she sees the good in him when he can't see it in himself i thought that was really strong as well um so that was something in this scene that was really good for me too agreed so then we're back at the manor and leo is kind of like holding his hands over the book using his powers to look for something Piper walks in with laundry, which was a little weird to me because, like, if she's contagious, why is she touching clothes? Um, (laughs) But he tells her that he can't find anything. She says, well, then you don't have to say anything. Looks of sympathy are not part of your job description. And why didn't your healing touch work? You can save a life, but you can't cure poison ivy. And he says, it's not really up to me. I can only heal when they allow me to, when I'm meant to. She says, well, why wouldn't you be meant to help me? Why wouldn't I be meant to help my sisters? He says, there's always a reason. Maybe you're meant to be here. And that's when she finds something in her pocket from the clothes she was wearing yesterday. And it is the notes that we saw in that drawer from her mom to Sam. She calls for Leo and he's like, what is it? And she says, letters my mom wrote to Sam. I must have forgotten about them because of the powder. So he gets up and looks over her shoulder as she reads, and they both realize that it's a love letter. Should have seen it coming, but... (laughs) Yeah. And I guess this is where, like, the parallel becomes super obvious between, of course, Piper and Leo's relationship and Patty and Sam's relationship. Yeah. Agreed. Very happy that 
they found this and i guess it kind of plays into the whole like she's wondering why wasn't i meant to do this why weren't you meant to do this i mean maybe staying there her finding the letters like that was what was meant to happen her kind of seeing this like maybe it was meant to be like that in order to build a connection more between piper and leo and that's what was supposed to happen mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're implying yeah must be all right so back at camp skylark phoebe is with the kids suggesting that they play red rover seven up heads up lanyards and the kids all boo each option that she throws out there and they're like we want to go swimming and prue walks in and then sam with the powder and phoebe's like you didn't have to bring him and she says yes i did and then Prue's phone starts ringing and she steps outside and answers it. And it's Jack. And she's like, Piper, Piper. And uh, Jack's like, Piper, I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells him that she's in the middle of something. And he tells her he's going to conference Mr. Fujimoto in about the carousel horse. And she's talking about the piece, and then Jack starts talking about it in Japanese with Mr. Fujimoto. And then Jack says, okay, like, I'll send the paperwork, and Mr. Fujimoto gets off the line. And then she asks Jack who he's crediting as the sales agent, and he's like, Prue, do you not trust me? And she just hangs up on him. And then Phoebe blows the dust on the kids, and she's like, now remember, kids, on your way to bed, water bad, land good. Water bad land good the little interaction with um prue and jack here you know it kind of makes you wonder what he's gonna do is he out to get her in the workplace does he care about her like that's kind of what my thoughts are at that moment kind of what is developing in that relationship and then you know the other stuff is mostly just pushing the flop forward and giving the idea that phoebe still doesn't trust or like sam yeah phoebe's still very obviously mad and i like the little like jack randomly just busting out his japanese (laughs) skill like where did that come from so then we're back at the manor we're in the conservatory leo and piper are sitting across from each other and they're reading the letters this one kind of switches between the two of them as they're reading aloud but it says sam yes you were clear my eyes are open to the difficulties the risks but my answer is the same as it was when you were still here with me No one understands me the way you do. No one can. What I wouldn't do for what other people consider ordinary. A conversation that gets finished. A night spent uninterrupted. A night with you. Then there's like some serious eye contact going on with Piper and Leo. And Piper says, it's like I could have written these. And Leo says, I wish you had. She says, what would it have changed? And they both look away. Then she picks up another letter and says that this one's about the demon. You can't be with me up at the lake. The demon is too strong and I can't risk losing you, not for myself or the others you protect. They must, as always, come first. You'd know I'd never face this demon if I didn't think I'd be home in time for dinner to see my girls, to see you. Then Piper says she never came home. When did this happen? Where was dad? And Leo says, your sisters need to know about Sam and your mom, Piper. She says, and if this demon is as strong as she thought, then they're going to need me. But how do we get up there in time to? And then they look at each other and she says, can you? 
I mean, is that breaking the rules? And he says, what rules haven't we already broken? I'll have to hold you. And then they like wrap their arms around each other to orb out. Now, like they could have just touched slightly. I'm just putting it out there. They wanted to hug. That's what I'm saying. He's, I'll have to hold you. No, you don't. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Like that is the most, I mean, it's not, it's not consistent either with the future. Like you could easily just touch them and then. Because we haven't seen in the last episode when the warlocks blinked, they just had to put their hand on the person's shoulder. Exactly. You just have to be touching them. Like it doesn't, you don't got to hold him, Leo. He was just trying to be slick there. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. Oh my God. I really did love this scene. I think out of a lot of them, this one made me pretty emotional seeing between Piper and Leo and like the line about like, oh, if I didn't, I wouldn't face this demon if I didn't think that I would be home in time to see my girls. I was like, oh, shattered my heart. I know. But yeah, no, this, you can see the the parallel between Piper and Leo and Sam and Patty a lot. And it's kind of like they they both know it. They're like saying it through the letters, but not really saying it, you know? Yeah, like it's exactly how they feel. And it's just, it's heartbreaking because clearly it didn't work for their mom and Sam. And now it's not working for Piper and Leo. And it's just, it's again, it's creating that connection of how Piper is most like their mom, right? Yeah, exactly. So now we are at Camp Skylark and Sam is standing with Phoebe and Prue and Prue asks how their mom was going to vanquish the demon and he says that he doesn't know and then that's when Piper and Leo orb in and Piper feels dizzy and sits down and Prue asks what they're doing there and Piper says he loved her. Phoebe's like, what? Who loved who? What's she talking about? And then looks at Leo and he turns to Sam And he says, we found the letters, Sam. In her letters, she told you to stay away, not to go to the lake. Sam says, but I did. I wouldn't have for anyone else. If I'd just followed the rules, not fallen in love, I never would have been there. I never would have distracted her, and she never would have died. And Phoebe says, you loved her, and you blame yourself. And he says, well, don't you blame me? Every day I wake up, and just for a second, just a second, I think maybe it didn't happen. Yes, I blame myself. And Prue says, we have to see past our emotions to deal with this, Sam. So do you. And he says, even so, it doesn't change the fact that I didn't see what happened. I tried to warn her and she froze me. And Leo says, why? And Piper says, because she was trying to protect him. And Sam says, protecting was supposed to be my job. I couldn't help her. I don't know how I can help you. I didn't see what happened. And then Prue says, I know somebody who can see anything. And she looks at Phoebe. And Phoebe's like, oh no, wait a minute. You tiptoe around the subject of mom. You deny looking like her. You can't even go to the end of that dock because you're afraid to walk in her footsteps. And now you want me to relive her last moment? How is that fair? And Prue says, it's not. None of this is. Mom's death, Sam's guilt. But I'm asking you to help me end it. And then Phoebe goes over to Sam and she puts out her hands and takes his. And then she gets the premonition and sees Patty on the dock with some jumper cables. And she goes to turn on the electricity. And that's when Sam runs out yelling for her and she freezes him. And while she's doing that, the monster comes up behind her 
and she gets covered and dies on the dock the water kind of absorbs her and then phoebe comes back and she's coughing and she's super upset and piper asks if she saw her and phoebe says yes it entered her and it drowned her from the inside and prue asks what their mom was doing she said she was using something on the docks some sort of wire and leah says a power cable and piper says makes sense electricity is the only thing that separates water particles and phoebe says so what do we do differently prue says maybe nothing and she asks sam if the plan would have worked if finished and he says absolutely and then piper says but you said her power my power doesn't work against this demon and phoebe says so that's it we use mom's plan with one difference the witch at the end of the dock is not going to be the one with the power to freeze and Prue says it's going to be me. I mean, again, like, I like the whole idea that they have, but, like, it's not that. Like, it didn't need to be Prue. I mean, the only reason it didn't work with Patty is because she got distracted by Sam. Yeah. And it has to be Prue because for plot's sake, Prue is the one who really has to deal with it. Yeah. But also, like, I totally agree. It was so unfair that Phoebe, the one who didn't even know her mom, now has to experience her mom's death. Because we know that Phoebe's power has grown to the point where she feels what people feel in the premonitions, right? Yeah. So she literally has to feel her mom's death. That's horrible. I know. It's, I feel really bad (laughs) that she had to do that. But I like that they found a way to kind of involve all of them, not just Prue in the pain I guess like we have Piper and Leo feeling the parallel feeling Mm -hmm. those emotions and then Prue having to face her demons and then now Phoebe having to see that happen to her mom like they kind of have it being rough for all of them right now yeah all of them are really going through it (laughs) I know kind of a brutal moment for them also is that normal like why is there a power cable at the end of the dock isn't that I didn't get that either because like, isn't it gonna get wet yeah like wouldn't that be completely dangerous like at a camp especially like why would you like I don't really get why those were there in the first place but I mean okay yeah <laughs> plot's sake yeah we'll just chop it down to plot's sake I also, um, one thing I will point out in the scene is when Leo doesn't understand why Patty would freeze Sam and, you know, Piper says to protect him. And then, of course, we're going to see that come up later. Yeah. Love it. Have to love it. Have to love it. So then we're over by the dock and they're all standing on the shore and Piper asks Prue if she's ready. Sam tells her she doesn't have to do it, but Prue says that she does. And Phoebe tells her to focus on the demon. Prue starts walking out onto the dock and Sam says that he forgot how good this feels. And Leo says, really, how does it feel to be mortal? Sam's like, well, why would you want to know? And then he notices a look between Piper and Leo. Um, So obviously he knows what's going on. And then he walks out to Prue and says, let's go face our demons. The two of them walk together and she grabs the cables and he stands by the electricity box because he's going to turn it on for her. And Prue says, hey, you in the water, I know you've been waiting for this, for me. Well, here I am, so come and get me. And then the water starts bubbling. She says, you took what mattered most to me. And as long as I live, you will never kill again. Then the water calms down and the bubbles appear like somewhere else because they want to jump out to surprise her. 
Piper and Phoebe both notice this and start yelling for Prue. Leo tells Piper to wait, but she freezes him, of course, to protect him. The monster comes up and Sam tells it to take him instead of Prue, and it does. And then he grabs the electric wires and tells her to turn it on. So Prue uses her powers to flip the switch. Sam gets electrocuted and everyone runs over to him, including Leo, who unfreezes. Sam says that the demon is gone and Phoebe tells Leo to do something. Leo tries to heal him, but nothing happens. And Piper says that it's not meant to. Sam says, it's okay. It's time to go. I did what I've been waiting to do. I kept it from happening. History won't repeat itself. He says he's going to see Patty again. And then he looks at Leo and says, don't lose her. And then he's like starting to die. And Patty's ghost appears on the beach and he's calling her name. Prue says, say hi for me, for us. And then he like actually dies. And then we see both their ghosts are together on the beach and they fade away holding hands and everyone is just like on the dock with Sam's body looking sad. Kind of a lot, again, with the chaos scene. I like that they threw in, I mean, it ended up being all of them at the end of the dock, actually. And I guess Prue did face her fear by going down there and finally dealing with it. But Sam was the one who really killed this demon. (laughs) That's pretty much it. But um, no, I like that they added in the whole Piper running down and freezing Leo to protect him too. And Sam seeing Patty, Patty's ghost coming and them kind of saying their goodbye. It, It felt right, you know? Yeah, I totally love that ending for them. I like that they do get their happy ending. I think it gives me some type of hope that maybe Piper and Leo could get a happy ending, though I hope that they don't have to both die to get their happy ending. Yeah, it kind of shows that it kind of worked out for Patty and Sam in the end, and also that he never stopped loving her, you know, like that feeling never went away. They were never able to just work together like normal, you know? Yeah. Kind of very similar for Piper and Leo, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I loved this wrap up. I This defeat worked for me. I think it was well put together. They all kind of faced what they needed to face in these moments. And yeah, it really worked for me. So now we are at Buckland's and Prue walks into her office and Jack is sitting at her desk. And she tells him, goes on this whole little spiel about how she's worked at Buckland's for a year and a half. She survived takeovers near bankruptcy and superiors from hell who tried to kill her so that nothing he does will surprise her. And he tells her he just needs her to sign the confirmation sheet on the Fujimoto sale. And he hands it to her. And she's like, you listed me as the sales agent. He says, well, it was your deal, wasn't it? She's like, you covered for me. I'm surprised. And she goes, so what do you say as a thank you? I uh, take you to dinner. And he's like, but wouldn't that be breaking one of Prue Hallowell's rules of etiquette? And she said, I've decided that even though mixing business with pleasure can have its very nasty consequences, it can also bear some fruitful rewards. And he says, so what's it going to (laughs) be? So what's it going to be, nasty or fruitful? And he sa- she says, well, that depends on how you do at dinner. And then they kind of lean in close and then separate. It's very, like, flirty, very weird. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it was all right. I don't know. <laughs> I guess good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what to say about all that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, 
I like that she's finally opening up and giving somebody a chance, kind of. I mean, I guess she sort of has done that. But like you said, having more of a fun experience, it might might be better beneficial for her right now. You know? Yeah, totally. And Jack, like I said, not loving a lot of his actions, but he doesn't seem that horrible. I mean, he did list her as the sales agent, which again, leads me to feel like he's just messing around with her, you know? Like, it's very childish, but it's playful and I think she's kind of in that phase right now where that's just she wants something like that yeah definitely so then we're back at the manor and we're in the living room Piper and Phoebe are sitting down and Phoebe is putting the letters that Sam had into an album and Piper is putting lotion on her like rash Phoebe says at least this demon came with a consolation prize I mean it didn't bring back mom but these brought her closer And Piper says it's a good idea making a journal out of mom's letters. She says, yeah, it's not as good as the real thing, though. And Piper says nothing is. Then we hear and see Leo orb into the next room. Piper notices it, but Phoebe doesn't. And he kind of like signals her and she pretends that she's going to go get some tea and leaves the room. So then they meet in the kitchen and Leo says, I don't want to interrupt. Piper's like, I think I can steep and talk at the same time. Do you want any? And he says, it's just this whole situation, you know, Sam, your mom, those letters. He loved her like, like I love you. And she says, Leo, we've been through this before. We both know how we feel, but there are, there are things, people involved now. And he said, can you tell Dan the truth, Piper? And she says, that's between him and me. You and I have a job to do, and I thought we agreed to try to put that first. He said, so did Sam and your mom. Look at the outcome. She said, you're leaving, aren't you, for good this time? And he said, I don't know, but I do know we have to stop working together because I can't stop loving you, which means I can't do my job. She says, and I can't do mine. I don't know how to say goodbye. He says, don't, and then he orbs out. And then the tea kettle whistles and Piper turns it off she's all teared up and then um we hear a knock at the back door and she walks over and it's Dan he has a tray full of cereal and some lotion and she asks what he's doing there and he said well when I knock at the front door I just never seem to make it past the threshold and then he asks her if she's hungry and then asks if she's okay because he can tell she looks a little upset and she says that she's fine and he asks if she's sure and says that she can tell him and she says I know I'm just not very hungry and he says come on and she smiles at him and he takes a bite and then he says give it a try and she's like okay I'll give it a try and then she follows him into the next room but kind of looks back into the kitchen all sad oh absolutely brutal and I have my answer too from the earlier question I think the show wants us to want Piper to be with Leo. I agree. I I, get to the end of this episode and I feel like the show is telling us that their destiny is to be together. Yes. I mean, throughout all the things that have happened in this episode, their past constantly, the back and forth of this coming up, the fact that she's with Dan happy, but every time Leo comes along, he, there is a rift in that, you know, and it almost makes it seem to us like Dan is just, 
kind of the rebound you know like dan will never be leo that's what that final scene where she looked back into the kitchen was you know she's dating this guy but still having this emotional affair with another one you know and kind of looking back and seeing leo after still leaving with dan almost felt like like you aren't the one that i really want that's what it felt like to me it's like she's settling and you shouldn't have to settle for someone who's basically perfect. Because the thing is, she could love Dan, right? But she'll never love Dan like she loves Leo. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what the show is telling us with this scene. That's that's definitely what I got too. As much as they're making Dan seem like the good guy, I mean, they have, they almost make Piper the bad guy in Dan and uh, her relationship. Not the bad guy, but you know what I mean, you know, just kind of more... She's the one that's making things difficult while Dan's just trying to have a relationship with her. But he's not the one that she really wants. And that's clear, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a part of her, like, throughout what we've seen in their relationship, I think a part of her kind of denies that, like, doesn't want to admit that. But even, it wasn't just Dan. I mean, even with Josh, Remember, she. all I can think about is Leo. I don't know why I can't get him out of my head. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think she wants to want to be with someone else. Because I think, I mean, I'm talking a little bit from, like, my own feelings. Like, if you have something else to focus on, you can forget about what's really in your head, at least for a little mm-hmm. while. And I feel like that's what she's trying to do with Dan, which isn't necessarily fair. But I don't know that she's consciously doing it. Like, I don't think Piper has bad intentions. I don't think she's trying to hurt Dan. But I think that based on what we're seeing, one day that might be what's going to have to happen because I don't think she's ever going to really move on from Leo. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't think it's intentional. And I don't think she realizes that. I feel like she, she knows it, but she doesn't want to admit that, like, there's no way for her to just forget about Leo, you know? Yeah. There's no way for her to just move on to someone else. Mm -hmm. I also, I have to bring up this line. I don't know how to say goodbye. Don't shattered my soul. I know. They can't say goodbye to each other. They just can't. No, they never will be able to. And I think also they're trying to do this whole, because every time it's kind of like, oh leo's leaving for good this time leo's leaving for good this time leo's leaving for good this time and it never seems to happen he never fully goes away and i mean obviously they work together so they don't have much of a choice but i can see this whole idea where they're kind of thinking like this isn't working so we should stop working together like out of sight out of mind sort of thing Mm -hmm. but it's just it's not working that way for them Yeah, and I mean, not to get into spoilers, but I am curious to see how many episodes it'll be before we see Leo again. I know, I know. We'll take a, we'll do a little countdown. (laughs) (laughs) Starting from here. Oh, that was heartbreaking though. Yeah. But hey, Sam and Patty got their happy ending, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Piper's love life. Mm Mm-hmm. Overall, I really enjoyed this episode as well. Um, I like I always love learning more about the family history. So getting um that history with the mom was interesting to me. Um, meeting 
Sam was really interesting to me. Um, and yeah. I just enjoyed this episode. I think it was a good one. Me too. I feel like we did learn a lot more. We got to see a lot more into everybody's emotions. Prue kind of finding her way of dealing with that. And I guess, I don't know, starting things up with Jack. But <laughs> overall, a uh, very strong episode and I was very happy with it as well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. And join us back next time for season two, episode nine, Ms. Hellfire.